Welcome to the Nerd Set Podcast. This is your weekly news show uh, from two guys at a computer. I'm here with my co-host, Kelly Moore. Hello. Good evening or morning <laughs> or day, wherever, whenever you're watching this or listening to this. Hello. Hell yeah. That's so dramatic, <laughs> uh, the- dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we got a lot of news this week, as oh, every week it seems to be. Every week, which news. is great for us because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, otherwise we'd be out of job. Hell yeah, we got we got the juice, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, how, how's your week been? You've been working? Been working. Same as, same as you know, just... Playing that Halo outside of work, man. We've been smashing it. Played a bit of Fall Guys. Yeah. Um, and then booted, yeah, say, but I booted up uh, Call of Duty recent, uh, yesterday for the first time in a while. And we are, we are disgusting pieces of work. I'll tell you that much. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you that yeah, as well. Oh, filthy. We were, it was nothing but, nothing but filth. As penguins would say, greasy. <laughs> greasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I um I jumped on this morning and like we, we said oh yeah we won't grab the battle pass until we unlock a lot of the free pass so, so that way yeah I I was saying I wanted to because you I'm I'm addicted to battle pass oh right? you, you have just, a problem bro <laughs> like, yeah like I play a game for five minutes and I'm like oh yeah I'll, I'll just cop the battle pass real quick it's oh 12 bucks oh easy i got oh easy 12 bucks yeah hey bucks play it for another 10 minutes yeah man and then not play literally it again you for just like five months i think and i just waste money on the battle pass <laughs> i think we just like getting new shit in the game dude yeah yeah it's it's um that that dopamine hit yeah that man get. it's that rush of something new that. and exciting except we're not contributing to landfill because it's all virtual so i'm not mad about it <laughs> you know yeah it's it's environmentally friendly yeah, we're supporting um, we're supporting what we're doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and yeah basically basically i was like um yeah so to sort of counter that and instead of just buying the battle pass outright, if I play a game to the point where I've gotten further, far enough in the free pass that it's like kind of it's kind of viable to then buy the battle pass and I unlock all the the bonus stuff, yeah, yeah, from the paid version, yeah, yeah, um, then I'll buy it. But yeah, I I was like this morning I was playing Call of Duty. I was like, you know, I'm having a lot of fun, <laughs> and, I, I just, and I already had some points left over from previous battle passes because you can earn uh cod points for free well not not for free but through the paid battle pass and yeah so i was like yeah stuff it and i copped it and you know what i don't i don't regret it oh dude i'm gonna buy it next time we play yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna grab it i mean i bought it last time and i got a bunch of stuff that i still use out of it like it's not i didn't find it necessarily a waste of money um yeah I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about battle passes, actually, but <clears throat> I don't hate them. I well, yeah, I, I enjoy battle passes a lot. They they add like a whole, a whole other level. It it's it's like another thing you're like working towards. Yeah, in, in the grind. I mean, it sometimes feels like it's like a when it's done right, it's a microtransaction that works. I think. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, because yeah. it, it's all based on the content that's behind the battle pass, right? Like you want to feel like you're getting more than twelve dollars worth 
and you definitely yeah. do. And then what's especially exciting is when with Call of Duty, for example, if you don't play it for ages and then you come back like four seasons later you st- and you start playing, you're still ranking up. So as soon as you buy the battle pass, you haven't lost out on things you could have unlocked. You just get hammered with 50 animations <laughs> of all of the things you just unlocked. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And you use none of it because you have no idea what any of it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Call of Duty, essentially. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is Call of Duty. <laughs> that's a nerd sip Call of Duty multiplayer review. Yeah, it's play one game, it's 50, 50 animations. Takes about half an hour to get into your next Honestly, game. Honestly, dude. Um, just from all the screens come up. But I, I was just going to say, like, my when we're talking about microtransactions before, I'm the biggest sucker for microtransactions when it comes to, like, card games, I realize. Like, uh, Are they just realized? <laughs> booster packs. Or <laughs> I just wasn't saying anything. Look, I don't have a problem that you ever... <laughs> I could stop any time uh, I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, especially with Hearthstone, when the new season of cards comes out, I just... You know, I buy a couple of packs when I when I can, because because otherwise you just get buried by the meta. Because I, I like playing ranked, and yeah, you just get absolutely buried by it. everyone who can buy the hundred packs outright, which is absolutely insane. I think they were they were selling um, uh, the pre order. It was like a hundred bucks for I don't know how many pa- booster packs, but. I think it was like 60 booster packs or something, which which can get you, which is most likely to get you like the full new set bar 10 or, 10 or so cards, but it's a high majority. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, but it, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the ecosystem of that game though. It's a free game. It it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it is a free game, and you can you can play it completely free if if you're down to play it every day because and do the daily challenges but like what what i was meaning to get to before is that if hearthstone had a battle pass i'd much rather that battle pass oh yeah okay cards opposed to buying packs individually like if, if the battle pass was like a hundred bucks or whatever but you could do like that, um, that's a very expensive battle pass but you, you know what i mean I'd, yeah. I'd rather be like unlocking yeah, yeah. progressively oh like man have, having something to work towards i think that could be a like a creative way for a game like hearthstone if it wasn't for the fact that i struggle to stay engaged in like card games i would be all over oh, hearthstone yeah. because i think it just ticks the box and is super accessible from casual to hardcore like you can just jump in you can play the single player stuff and some of the single player stuff if you've never played those games before can can be hard you know and then you've got ranked and then to play ranked you need to keep up with the meta and that's any multiplayer game except you're obviously paying to keep up with the meta but i think that's fine because people are paying for it for that reason and it's not like like that's that's just the way to get that gear do you know what i'm trying to say it's not kind of like people are just lucky and like, oh, you got the rare drop or, oh, you grinded for this. But I think what you're saying with a battle pass would be cool because you could do like a tier, like three tiers. You do like a 25 or 50 and a $75 one or something. And then yeah, 
Like that could just that's, be yeah, that's either true. the number of cards, rarity of cards, you know. I don't know how it's broken down, man, but like that's a cool that's a cool way of thinking about it. I like that idea. Cause um Ma- Magic the Gathering does one. Um and through the battle pass you can you can earn card packs so that adds like a level of randomization as to what each player is getting yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but and you also unlock <laughs> cards like single cards through it as well which which everyone will get the same card mm. but yeah it yeah Mag- magic the gathering nails it on card game battle pass i don't know how they they could improve that but if hearthstone had that shit man i'd be all over it yeah i mean arguably they're making more money this way um yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I mean, there'd be no financial reason. <clears throat> well, look, if anyone, if anyone over, if anyone behind Hearthstone is listening to this, <laughs> you could, you could have, you could have that idea for a ten percent cut, Listen. a ten percent cut, yeah, yeah, a ten percent cut, and that idea is yours. Otherwise, we're actually, I, w- I was going to say we'll sue them, but we're Australian and we don't really know how suing people works because we have to pay for that yeah. here. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So people just don't sue each other over ice cream. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sue for Dude, uh, right? But we have to pay like $1,000. It's not worth it. I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know how much it is if you lose like a legal battle here. But anyway, this is completely derailed 10 involved. minutes into it. <laughs> We've gone. We went card packs, video games, battle passes. Well, actually, you know what? This is exactly what the podcast is. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not. This is a nerd sip. This is the. This is the best. Actually, this is scientifically proven fact. Best video game podcast ever. I thought it was just the best podcast. Like I thought. Well, the reports I've been reading is just the scientifically proven. Yeah, man. That it's the best podcast. Do you get um, Thanks Mum Weekly as well? um yeah 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 cool okay so yeah so we had a shout out from joe as well (laughs) yeah yeah and uh, i I, it's definitely a fact um that everyone who goes to podchaser.com and rates nerdsip podcast five stars have massive penises dude you actually that's very fact you've just said something you just said something you what else is really crazy yeah. If you go to Twitter. Oh, I don't know. If you go to yeah. Twitter, right? There's <clears throat> this Twitter profile called Nerdsit Podcast. It's getting there. If you follow that page, you are a certified legend is what I've heard. Wow. Yeah. Are you telling me I could be a massive legend I think and have a massive penis? Sam, you've heard it here first. You can be big dick Sam. Oh, that's what they call me. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our first news article. Speaking. Oh, okay. Well, look, let, let, I'm gonna, this is my segue into this article. Speaking Hang of. On. Are you right, mate? Hey, have you got like uh, little tidbits to do? Oh. You got, I got a small one. Yeah. Oh, nah, uh, actually, I do. I do. It's a small, big one. Yeah. It's cool. This is a small, big, cool one, too. All right, let's go. You, you go. You want me to go? All right. So yeah. you know how um, Epic Games has been doing their tw- like their free giveaways. They like collaborate with um, game studios and publishers and stuff, and they've been doing like they did like GTA and they did 
uh, like Steep. They've done like a bunch of stuff, right? So in their recent one, they did uh, Total War Saga Troy. And during its Ah, 24 hours, 7.5 million players claimed a copy. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, dude. dude. That's crazy. Yeah, man. And it's. Holy um, shit. Yeah. And I, one, I thought that was insane because I didn't realize the game existed. And I haven't followed Total War probably since Shogun. Um, And that was back when I like played um dawn of uh, war 2 like dawn of war and dawn of war 2 and like all those rts sort of games rts yeah um but i didn't i hadn't followed the series since then so seeing this i was like holy shit um and then the chief product officer rob oh I, honestly this is a surname and a half sir bath bartholomew i'm gonna go rob bartholomew is the chief product officer for total war uh in this instance this title saga troy and um he's stoked man he was like look <laughs> we had no idea that there were gonna be this many people and uh hell yeah <laughs> bring it on <laughs> and um that's awesome there's like uh, there's a lot of con like not i wouldn't say controversy but there's also there's a lot of conversation that comes out of these like big free giveaways about um, the argument of losing sales and such and such. But there was a little tidbit that came out of um, GDA 5 and apparently GDA 5 following its free giveaway had its highest sales since its launch in 2015 in that month. Yeah, heck, do, Which is, do you have the number? Uh, yes. Give me one minute. I accidentally closed the link. All right. Because I have a number on that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 135 mil. Whoa. Yeah, dude. 130. That's total, I should say. Oh, not no, in that. Not in that. that. Is, uh, wait, is that global or American? That is global. Uh, total sales of GDA 5 now reached 135 wow. million. As Take Two says, during its last latest financial results, up from 130 million during the last financial report three months ago so in the last three months there's been five million new sales alone that's crazy yeah man which is insanity so did did that hang on that didn't go free to play it did um it did it had a free giveaway on epic store um and so that's what they're saying is following these big like oh, here's 24 hours, grab it if you can. It's like boosting their player base and their exposure and more people are buying the game as a result. Um, that's that's a really interesting stuff. Yeah, man. The fact that you can give away your game for free and then it leads to more people buying it or resurgence in sales. Big time. Big time. It's, it's crazy. Um, <clears throat> anyway sales bro <laughs> no i just i just thought it was cool i honestly i sidetracked it was thinking about something else and just disappeared oh, okay. for a second but no that was all for that one <laughs> seven and a half mil for the total war saga troy if you didn't bro- absolutely i mean i'd like I'd, I'd like to say i wish i grabbed it but i would never play it so someone else obviously took advantage of that more than i would which is a good thing i i didn't take advantage of that mm-hmm. i take advantage of the other giveaways but same yeah yeah um, but uh, look, this is really cool news. I was, yeah, I was pretty stoked that like this is a a crossover that makes sense, but I I never thought about. Um, 
Splinter Cell hero Sam Fisher comes into the Rainbow Six Siege space. So they've just uh, announced Sam's, Sam Fisher is going to be a new character in the new season. Uh, Operation Shadow Legacy update for season three of year five. So yeah, on August uh August sixteenth, eleven a.m. PDT, they're gonna be doing a full reveal, but they've they've got a little uh reveal trailer up them up up at the moment, so it's thirty seconds. Um, but I'm I'm guessing they'll be going through all of his abilities, and things like that. But yeah, it looks cool, man. Man, how sick! I was it's reading about it the other day. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I love that. Like, it, it, you're so right at thinking. It's like, why didn't I think of that before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense. And c- because, like, it, it's all in the Ubisoft space. Like, and it's such a. The, the crossover is so easy. Mm. It's, it just makes sense. I like, I'm surprised I haven't seen many uh, other. Like, that. Like this feels like a Super Smash Bros. type. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm surprised we haven't seen more publishers do this. I'm trying to think. But, yeah. Um, so if, there, cool. if there has been much else. The only crossovers... Well, actually, we'll talk about one before. Uh, Street Fighter and Tekken. They did Street Fighter X Tekken um, as, like, a whole game release. That was quite cool. Um, mm. But outside of that, yeah, as far as staying in, like, the, you know, Rainbow Six being, like, a stealth shooter and... Uh, old mate from Splinter Cell, I've forgotten his name again, um, being a special agent, why wouldn't you do it in <laughs> the same universe? Well, not the same universe, same umbrella. Is that the right word? Umbrella. Umbrella. Yeah. They're yeah. both under the same yeah, yeah. umbrella, same publisher. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. With like Super Smash, awesome. you know, you've got Pokemon, you've got Animal Crossing, you've got freaking, oh, there's so many characters in that game. It's crazy. Yeah, too many. It's just too many to lose. One big, one big collaboration. I love that. That's really cool. Is there um, did it, that was just an announcement? They didn't have a release date, or did they? Yeah, it was just an announcement, like thirty second trailer, just saying, "Hey, Sam Fish is coming." And then on August sixteenth at eleven a.m. PDT or two p.m. EDT, um, they're giving a full reveal. I do believe that is. On fuck that was yesterday, so the full release details are up, but um, so people can go check that out. I I forgot it was the seventeenth today. I <laughs> know, oh, man. I thought I've lost complete I've been so track. Off we we just had a public holiday, and Kelly, Kelly's just taken an extra day off work, so like the dates are out of whack to us at I've, the moment. yeah i've lost track the fact that i haven't looked at my email today is making me anxious so <laughs> i'm not prepared to go into work and <laughs> suffer the consequence of my emails but anyway <laughs> um are we moving on yeah yeah so there was a big <clears throat> a big study done like a big analysis about digital sales and the market research company called NPD Group, uh, they have a bloke over there, Matt Pis- Piscatella. I don't know why I've chosen every difficult surname, but Matt Piscatella is the name. And he put together an analysis for digital sales. And what I mean by digital sales is tracking the sales of hardware, software, 
uh, and accessory spending. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff they talk about. They talk about um, it's essentially year-to-year comparisons for video game sales or for hardware sales or for whatever else. But what's interesting about this analysis is what they're doing um, is going forward, instead of reporting only monthly software sales, the group will be doing uh, doing a report for video content sales. And that means including the full the spend of full games, the DLC for specific games, microtransactions within a game, subscriptions subscriptions across consoles, cloud, mobile, portable, PC, and VR platforms with the mobile data provided by the sensor tower. So that's going to give us some like crazy stats about how much is being spent on DLC and microtransactions and that not just being the information of the publisher or of the developer. Um, not that it's not necessarily like a secret, but, you know, people don't talk about money in specifics a lot, I guess. They just talk about that big sale number. Speaking of, the total video game spending in July of 2020 reached $3.6 billion, which is 32% year over year. Up 32%, I should say. billion in one month. So that's from July 5th to the 1st of August. Within that, man, crazy. So within that, what was taken away is there's there's a bunch of stuff, but what we want to talk about is what games what games won and what games won, right? Who who's who are the kingpins? Mm. So Ghost of Tsushima. We all know what it is. Big fancy samurai game. Gorgeous came out. Everyone loves it. So as the so it's debuted as the best-selling title landed in at a fifth best-selling game of the year thus far with Paper Mario Origami King debuting at number 3 reaching a new launch month sales record for a for any of the Paper Mario titles um Call of Duty Modern Warfare took number 2 for for July uh and that's been in that same spot, uh, you know, for years to date, essentially. Last of Us Part 2 took number four, maintaining uh, its same spot. And it's, oh, okay. I don't know. My highlight winked out, but what's interesting, it's the third best-selling Sony published game in history. We already talked about that. But Marvel, Spider-Man, and God of War did better than it. I didn't know that. That's yeah. That that's crazy. That's actually surprising. Yeah. Um. But there's one more note, and then we've got the big list, and we can go through the list. Um. But the there's some like key notes worth mentioning, and what this doesn't include is a handful of titles and a bunch of information from other publishers and developers. So it doesn't have the month sales, digital sales, uh, data for from Take Two. Uh, for July, and that includes Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption 2, and NBA 2K20. Uh, and <clears throat> they tend to be in sort of the top 10 or 20 just by default for their title. Um, so they're not inclusive in these. And then <clears throat> there was a bit of a statement because Take-Two decided not to share, um, and it's still choosing to only share sort of at their discretion. So they released an official statement. Um, which is kind of just like a response to the MPD group's question saying that at our discretion, we periodically share our internal sales data with outside research firms for inclusion in their media reports. 
Uh, we are not providing our digital sales data to NPD at this time for their monthly media reports. I essentially just not wanting to talk about it. <clears throat> that was a lot of talking. Now, do we want to hear the list, Sam? Uh, well, how big is it? We've got 20 games. Let's do the top 10. Uh, I'll rattle them off. Yeah, top 10. So, so this is just top sales for last month, right, in the US, beginning of July to beginning of August. Goes to Tsushima. Yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Paper Mario, Last of Us. Those are the top four we already talked about. Top five, Animal Crossing. Uh, top six is Ring Fit Adventure, that Switch game. <laughs> wow. I, actually, I can that, see uh, that actually. That game be, sold out. Yeah. That game sold out a lot of places. Uh, I keep getting YouTube ads for it. So <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, true. Seven is Mortal Kombat 11. Eight is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Nine is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And 10 is Sword Art Online, um, which is a new entry. So that's just come hit the top 10. That's beat Minecraft and Zelda. Okay, well, I mean, in saying that, that's for this month. That's not for, like, a total thing. I just think it's interesting looking at, like, isolated month sales. But anyway, there's the NPD Group's anal analysis on the digital sales. Very good. Yeah. I had I had a list of UK sales, but I realized that the list also um, chipped in movies. So it's oh, not, did like, it? super comprehensive, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. I, I kind of like it f for just fun fact, like movies were at the top of the list. So uh, Rise of Skywalker, the new Star Wars movie was at the very top. Right. Um, and I'm uh, not sure. I guess they say it one sale is a stream, I guess, which is mm. very different when you're talking about a video game because video game is more of a commitment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just, and just watching a movie, so yeah, it's a bit, bit of a weird list. Um, but we have more news. Do we? There is new Ubisoft allegations that claim widespread culture of fear and oppression. Um, this is like pretty serious stuff, but many high-level alpha in quotes, executives within Ubisoft perpetuate the frat house culture across its studios. Um, uh, website um, and journalism company Gamma Sutra and Kotaku have done separate investigations into these issues um, and they've come out with uh, names of employees who are, who are all in higher-up positions um, coming from games such as God, Gods and Monsters, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, you got marketing managers. A lot of, like, executive producers, a lot of higher-ups um, have accusations of just workplace harassment and so-and-so that have been going on for reportedly uh, years and Ubisoft hasn't done anything to address them. Mm. Um, but yes, the, so that the, there is listed details of the accusations, but don't 
want to go into that too yeah much. It's, it's it's like it it's like sexual assault cases and things like that um yeah yeah it, it's heavy stuff i think it's it's i mean yeah, yeah I, I don't think you know the details of it don't need to be discussed here but it's i think if you yeah. are interested it's definitely important to go and be aware of what's going on um because we we mentioned a couple of things last week talking about uh blizzard as well oh no blizzard wasn't the same um limestone studios it was um they have had their issues in the in the last couple of weeks as well and it's just all popping up man yeah i've uh it's unfortunate really i had a i had a thought about this the other day (laughs) and i I have a feeling it's because like everyone's working from home and stuff and like because like i don't know i feel like um Actually, I don't know if these studios would be working from home. So not all studios are. But um, yeah, I've only. I think a lot of articles I read about games coming out and whether or not COVID is impacting them talk about the fact that some studios were ahead of the game, migrating to working from home um, before it got ahead and when they went into lockdown. And some students have left themselves in the lurk. Um, actually, can I tell you something really odd I found out today? Yeah, sure. Very, very quickly. There was a, there's a TV show on Netflix called Blacklist, and it's like uh, I've never watched it. A friend was showing me today their finale episode of the last season because of COVID, they couldn't film a lot of the scenes. So they um, literally, this is the only episode they've ever done it in, have done like poor cartoon cel-shaded animation instead of uh, like live action. And it's rough man <laughs> like oh, that's uh... it's rough i was I, I was um my friend was showing me today and i was i was genuinely shocked that they released that and it has had apparently no no other footage like that in the entire seven seasons it's the finale yeah, episode that'd be like concept that'd be like concept art yeah things like that exactly for oh. the way they wanted to shoot it and i'm guessing they just had voice actors so it's yeah so i guess the the reason why i brought that up is it's i um it's interesting how much like people that weren't ahead of the game for covid are being impacted obviously because obviously the us is in a very poor situation at the moment um who knows when that's going to get resolved that sounds like a lot of game studios were ahead of the curb there whereas all these guys filming shit weren't (laughs) and i mean yeah i'm laughing about it and it's not in a negative way it's just kind of like you can't predict it like no one predicted a pandemic how unfortunate that it had to be a cell shaded poorly animated comic strip though like yeah you know and it's um but yeah, so yeah, who who knows when these issues are gonna be solved? But yeah, pretty pretty like yeah, as soon as before, it's like serious shit, man. Um, and especially when all these studios, all the all these accusations are coming from all different studios as well. It's not like it's just from the one studio. Like you've got one mm. studio in Quebec, one studio in Singapore, um. And like America, that's yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's weird. And if if this is happening in Ubisoft studios alone, like it makes you think what's happening in other studios as well. 
I think that's kind of what I mean by it's important to be aware of it because yeah. this isn't this isn't you. Like No, it's not you. Yeah. And the, this isn't video game industry specific. This is this is just the this is just workplace. This just happens in the world and it is really bad, but because we're we're moving now into a platform where people are getting up you know, are feeling safer to actually come out about these things and talk about these things yeah, that, because there's communities behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What you're saying. It's like, it's, it's scary to think at how much is, how much of this is happening elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like I was going to say before, I feel like because of COVID-19 working from home and yeah, groups coming up, it's easier for people to, uh, bring these issues up and bring them forward and that because they don't have to then go see the person that they accuse the next day mm. at work. Like they're not forced to do that. Um, it's a lot easier to do this stuff. But yeah, man, it's serious shit. Serious shit. Yeah, I mean, the world's in a very, very interesting place at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Well, look, speaking of interesting places... Let's continue talking about some some juice, shall we? The juice? The juice. I'll have the juice. So Epic Games sues Apple and Google <laughs> after, <laughs> <laughs> after uh, the removal of Fortnite from the app stores. So I'm sure you've heard this in the wind. My phone, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My phone heard OK Google and it started yelling at me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's actually so funny. It's actually so I've funny. Thrown it ac- yeah. I've thrown it on the bed. It's hopefully not. <laughs> so what's happened is Epic Games sues both Apple and Google after it being removed from their app stores on Thursday last week. So... The move escalates the dispute between the companies that has been brewing over the recent weeks. The issue stems from a long-standing Apple App Store rule that states that the uh, that states that apps must offer billing through Apple and pay thirty percent of the revenue. So, essentially, to you know, too long didn't read. What's happening is Epic Games, uh, Apple is taking a thirty percent cut of all of Epic Games microtransactions. Um, and they didn't like it. So <laughs> what's happened is, and Google did the same thing, except what's interesting is there's there's a difference between Google's response and Apple's response. And Google's isn't awful, but there's also a lot of ways you can put an app onto an Android phone. You're not restricted to the app store. You can just provide an APK no. and just install it on an Android phone. Like that's fine. So Android, yeah. I don't think is the big deal here. I think it is just Apple. Um what happened is uh, Fortnite posted on Twitter, uh, Epic Games has defied the App Store monopoly. In retaliation, uh, Apple is blocking Fortnite from a, from a billion devices. And then they made this whole 1984 clip making a, <laughs> a rotten Apple the enemy <laughs> at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's funny. Like, you, you know, it's a remake of... Uh... Um, uh, it's an Apple an ad. Actual Apple, yeah, yeah, Apple yeah. Ad, yeah, from nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, and um, so and uh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, Google's "Don't Be Evil" slogan was thrown in there as well. 
yeah, so anyway. <clears throat> uh, Epic Games told their customers... Oh, no, sorry. So the controversy began when Epic Games announced Thursday it will offer a permanent 20% discount on Fortnite's in-game currency if players purchase directly from Epic. Um, because Epic Epic said players could not get the discount if they paid via Apple or Google. Uh, Epic then told their customers on the Thursday that they would begin offering a direct purchase plan for items in Fortnite. And instead of paying the fees directly to Apple or Google, uh, they would pass on the savings to the customers. And then what you can get is the 20% saving. Uh, Google said in an email statement that move, uh, in, in an email statement, the move violated its store policies, but that Fortnite is still available through other means on Android, which is kind of like what I was saying, where you can just get, like, download the, game and just install it on your phone um yeah so what's further happened is essentially epic games doesn't like apple because of all the fees and the this isn't the first time it's come up because there's been all these developers now surfacing about complaining about complaints from apple's store uh app store fees over the years um because even in recent years it's gone from 15 percent to 30 percent um which is like a massive cut so all of these all of these develop you know people are coming out it's a big it's a big right it's it's all happening right but then what happens is <laughs> um facebook got on the bandwagon and Facebook is criticizing Apple specifically in an official statement. Uh, the social media company denounced Apple over its revenue sharing policies within the App Store. So the backdrop for these comments is Facebook's rollout of paid events, which is which it implemented within 20 different countries. Uh, and the feature allows businesses to charge users for an access to a live stream. So it's kind of like an OnlyFans sort of situation, I guess. You just pay for yeah, okay. the view like pay-per-view i suppose um but so what's happening is if apple is still taking 30 percent of all transactions made on those um and the reason that facebook's biting back so hard is that apple's not allowing facebook to process its payments through uh facebook pay which is its own payment gateway um which is what google has let them do so that way facebook can avoid google's uh percentage like margin um but face uh, apple's not letting facebook do that because then it bypasses it um so it's just a, like everyone's just against apple at the moment and what's essentially happened you know long story short is fortnite is now no longer on ios uh devices or android devices um i have heard rumors going around that uh Epic intentionally did this because they want to hype up their own app game store. Well, yeah. So apparently, apparently they were taught. There's been talks of them implementing their own. Yeah, yeah. I was. I didn't. I didn't put that in this because I didn't have like evidence. Um, yeah. So well, there, there, there's no. There's, there's no. no I know it's just a rumor. Rumors, but yeah, like, everything lines up for that. Mm. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. It's oh. because it, it it's it's like how how would Epic grow from here, and then that that is how become their own uh, 
like yeah. platform. Well, actually, I was what I was reading something as well, and it's it was an interesting take on how Epic Games is Epic Games sort of plan, I guess we would call it for the time being, um, <clears throat> is talking about like a completely open platform, right? But what it's doing is like com- like cutting itself off from the closed market of console gaming. And it's only allowing them to infiltrate the completely open market. And I never thought about it like that. I thought that was in, that was that was interesting. But yeah, mm. yeah. Everyone sue it. Should we sue Apple? I reckon we should sue Apple. What would we sue Apple about? Um, you know what? The sour, sour apples, Kelly. Mm. I mean, anyway, the reality of it a is forty million dollar suit. I think it's look after. I don't know. They invented the iPhone. So I'm kidding, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ever since then. <laughs> um, the, you know, end of the, end of the day, um, we'll just, we'll keep you posted about what happens because this isn't, this isn't over. It's still in the air and it's going to still keep floating about. But um, look. Yeah, like this, this is actually pretty huge. This is massive. Like this is pretty significant stuff, man. Yeah, that that is pretty massive because, um, do do you have anywhere of the percentage of sales that happen on happen on mobile for Epic? Oh, it was a lot. It was a lot, and I was um. So okay, so Fortnite has oh since its since its launch had thirty three hundred fifty unique three hundred fifty million unique players, according to the lawsuit. Uh, re- removing the app from the App Store is uh removing access to the game for over a billion iPhone and iPad customers. And according to Sensor Tower, sales through the App Store made $32.8 billion for Epic Games in the first half of 2020, which is more than 20% of what they made, what oh. it made uh, a year earlier. That is crazy. So Apple made them that much money th- f- f- during the time it was on the App Store. But... That's so you, they're taking thirty percent of that. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. They're taking billions. Like 30 percent doesn't seem much until you get to that amount of money. Like that, that is. It is yeah, ten billions. billion, dude. A lot of money. It's ten billion. Nine point <laughs> six billion dollars. In shit, man. And that's just the first half of twenty twenty. This, this is a. Billion dollars. That is that is ten billion dollars in six months. That's crazy, right? Does that not paint a picture for how much money Apple is worth? (laughs) Like, we (laughs) we boggle our brains over ten million, but they're making ten million. They're making billions per month on a single app (laughs) by not doing anything apart from host it. Insane. Thirty percent, man. Anyway, so that's the whole squabble there. Any uh, anyone remember Star Citizen? Oh, no? oh, oh! I do. <laughs> Please uh, tell me that we've got some now... like monstrous shit happening in that game because I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It it it's like it like at this point anything happens like. A speck of dust drops on the name. Yeah. And it's like big news at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like. Um, but yeah, Star Citizen still in development, still in beta, uh, still 
funded for three hundred million dollars. Um, Holy shit! Still ten years in development. <laughs> um, but they have shown off uh, motion capture, which is massive. So yeah. I'm I'm sure most people know what mocap is, but motion capture is mostly used in cutscenes. But basically, what happens is they, uh, in game development or or VFX for movies, they they rig up uh, actors or stuntmen with these like uh, suits that can capture motion, and then they they get them while they're in the suit, they get them to do like. Uh, some actions and stuff like running or jogging and crouching and doing dodge rolls and all crazy things all the way down to facial movements like talking to people talking sentences and things like that mm. they then take that animation data from the motion capturing into the game and apply them to the character models and stuff that way you get that way instead of asking an animator I mean, an animator is still in the process, but instead of asking someone to do everything by hand, um, you get a motion capture, which is the closest to real life uh, that you can get when it comes to animations. Like that, there's still some minor tweaks that happen, mm. but yeah, well, well, <clears throat> it is it's minor compared to doing animations by hand. Oh man! But yeah, so they they've. They've shown off some motion capture work. Um, Squadron 42 motion, motion capture. Squadron 42 is a campaign in the game. So, yeah, they're, they're doing some progress. Um, and they have shown off a new ship. Guess how much this ship costs? In, in-game currency or real money? Real money. American dollar. American dollars. Or three grand. Three grand. Okay, way over ninety dollars. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've, I've re- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of. It could be any. Yeah. Given given the game and how long it's had the hype it has, and people are still investing effort and time into it. Um, yeah. I could have. I would have. Because do you remember that whole politician that was using um statuses? Oh no, that was Eve Online. My bad. That's a wrong game. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a very yeah, man. That was that was like that was like a couple of years ago now. That was a deep, deep memory. Are you able to play it? I'll be completely transparent. Hey. I don't think I'll ever play the game. Star Citizen. Yeah, it's a game that I was like, yeah. I just want to, but I just don't know if I could. I don't know if my computer would run it. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent gonna try and play it. Yeah, the thing is, I don't think my PC will run it. I have the fucking newest CPU on the market, but I still don't think my computer will be able to run it. Maybe if I get a graphics card upgrade, but even then, man, the game's graphics look so insane. Can I just? It's like not even not even the rigs out today. I don't even think it'll be able to run it. Let, like, I'm gonna compare it to. Oh wait, okay, no, we can't compare it to. The man, its sister requirements are low. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's oh, okay. They're very vague, actually. The minimum requirements is just a quad core CPU, a DirectX 11 graphics card with two gig of VRAM, 16 gigs of RAM, and 60 gigs of storage space. 
Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, it doesn't it doesn't have specs because it is still in development. Um, but yeah. the game is notoriously difficult to run. From what I've yeah. heard, I wonder yeah. if it's still like that. It, it's it's been like that for a while. Um, but is it still? It would have had to have been some optimization. But I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know much about the game at all anymore. Is it still in like an uh, invite only state? Do you buy it now? Like, where is it? Where, do, where does it live? Um, I think I think there's access to a beta. Star Citizen. If you if you buy it, but I think that beta is just like you can jump in a ship and fly around for a bit. Oh, like, okay. Play around the the flight mechanics, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, you can just download like an alpha build. Um but I don't know. There's just a lot yeah. going on. The game is monstrous. Because um the it's it's like evolved way beyond what it was originally gonna be. Like now yeah. you can now there's like a full on like just running around in person. Yeah. I remember originally it was just gonna be flying. Um, uh, but that they've increased the scope to have like a full on like Mass Effect style RPG. Don't they call it like your first know. person universe or something like that? I don't know. I, they've got like some big slogan something or something like that. like that. But the game's crazy. I think I think I say I don't want to play it because it intimidates me. Like I don't even know what I would do. <laughs> like I don't know anything about it. Maybe we should try play it. I just jump on. Yeah, Let's just do I, I want to play it. Let's do it. I love it. sci-fi shit. Yeah, I don't know. For some I reason, I was just like, felt like I couldn't play that game. That's such a silly thing to think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that is a sign of intimidation. So got? we've got some online hackers in Red Dead Redemption 2. There has been modders. <laughs> okay. Now it's, modders? Now, it's... I laugh at this because of what the guy's doing, but he's actually, he's really fucking with streamers. So there are modders that are hacking servers in Red Dead 2 um, to make it to um, pretend they're being the streamer and then get them banned. Whoa. So let me. What? So so they they take the streamer's game tag. Or yeah. So okay. So I'll explain how they're doing it. So there's no names of the modders or anything like that. But what there are names of the streamers. So there's a streamer, uh, Hazardous HDTV. So he was he jumped on with the new update of uh, Red Dead Online, and uh, apparently, so what he what, what the streamer said is the cheater was spoofing his name, disguising himself as me. And then the game was notifying every player that he was the one killing him. But how he was doing that is that what the modder would do is a bit. So about uh, he would drag the, your player character into another server and then drag a shitload of other players into another server, turn your player model into a stick of dynamite, and then blow up every player in the server so it looked like you just insta killed fifty people. <laughs> Whoa. So he's stealing their gamer tag and doing that in these servers and it's making them look like the streamers are hacking. <laughs> and there's so there's two really two streamers that it's happened to that they're that they're talking about now. It's crazy. That's really smart. I've never thought about anything like that. I've never seen it. Neither. I've but... never heard. And yeah, so because it was because he, he the First streamer hazardous HD. The other one was Swole TV, um, but the first one was saying that like 
as the kills were happening in the game, the modder or the hacker, like his, the streamers in game as well was his hostility was rising in the game and the game was giving him experience for the kills. Like the modder was legitimately oh. hacking him. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I feel really bad for laughing because it's, that's, that's really annoying. No, that's I'm so sorry. frustrating, but it's so it's, funny, it's, dude. Yeah. Yeah, There's literally, it's like everything. there is some like 21 year old sitting somewhere just in his room, high as shit, hacking some dudes in Red Dead 2, turning him into dynamite and killing 50 people and leaving. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> no, it's. Oh, anyway, so that was, that was my little. But, but annoying for the stream. Oh, man. Could you imagine? If so someone did that man, to me, yeah, I'd find I'd that hilarious. Pissed. Yeah, I'd I'd be like it'd be funny, but then they'd do it like ten times. Yeah, exactly. And then twenty times. It's like, and then thirty times, and it's like, okay, yeah, it's getting old, and I'm banned now. Yeah. And I can't play the game I want to play anymore. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's what happens. Um, but it's still funny. Oh, dude, it's just it's funny. It's funny when it's funny when we're not the ones being impacted by it, which is such a shit yeah. thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Everything's funny. It's Everything's funny. hey, dude. Anything can be a joke. <laughs> um, okay, so this is my last story here. Game developers are struggling to scale down next-gen games for PS4 and X1, Xbox One. Um, yeah, I had to, I had this thought in the back of my mind, like the the next-gen like. Everything they're trying to do for next gen seems like it's going to be impossible for current consoles. I I wouldn't be mad if they were like, oh, actually, yeah, we can't. Like, it, it's impossible for us to port these over to PS4 and Xbox One. And by the the sounds of it, um, the amount they're going to have to scale back, it's almost not going to be worth buying games on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, but they both both consoles have made this promise of making games uh available uh, ne- next gen games available on previous consoles so that they kind of have to follow through at this point for reputation but um there's someone uh John Linman who made the who made the case on Twitter, one weird thing I've noticed lately is an aversion of next-gen exclusives as if launching a game exclusively for next-gen machine is anti-consumer. This is how it's worked before. Mario 64 didn't exist on Super NES and it was a great thing. Um, so yeah, I, it, I don't know. It, it does maximize game sales in, in the long run because you'll always have people who just can't afford the new consoles, especially at the price point that they're asking for. Um, I can't remember the number, but it, it was pretty high on both consoles. Actually, I don't even know if they've released the figures. I've heard, I've heard of something like $800. I've heard, I've heard 650 because um, actually, this was one. This is something I should have um, thrown in here. I'll quickly throw this in here. It was a. Uh, it was a possible. There's rumors about the Xbox Series X price um, leaking, uh, based on a Monster advertisement giveaway. Oh, so Monster yeah. Monster did an advertisement giveaway for the Series X and Halo Infinite, and there was a total prize pool 
of a hundred, like two hundred items. Uh, oh, it was like two hundred items valued at like a hundred something thousand dollars. But what happened is the amount it equal to. I don't have the article in front of me, but the amount it equal to was about five ninety nine. <laughs> it was five ninety nine. evenly split for 200 units, which was an indication of the price of Halo 2, uh, Halo Infinite with the Xbox. And it's not confirmed, but it's, yeah, I can definitely see how they've, people have deduced that price. And five, so what they've sort of, what what people are thinking is maybe 550 US for the Xbox. So we could sort of see the Xbox and PlayStation in the US being 550, 600. So here, 7, 750, um, which is steeper. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It's new technology. Um, if you want it, yeah. The specs for the new consoles, like they are at that price point. I think people need to appreciate that this, this next gen is a, I think the first time where it's legitimately going to feel like next gen. Um, yeah. in, in a long time because going for it's essentially what it feels like going from console to a if if it plays the way that they're making it seem like it does it's hopefully going to feel like going from an Xbox One to a $2,500 gaming PC yeah that's that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say it, it- it's the the price point it's at is still better than building a PC definitely at the same performance range but yeah this like, isn't so yeah um like getting a console is still so much has still so much value still my graphics card but, is worth yeah. more than the console like I paid more for yeah. my graphics card alone than I did for the console that's not a flex that's not anything that's just my hobby yeah. and what I'm interested in doing. This is not a console versus PC thing. Yeah, exactly. If you want to play console, play console. If you want to play PC, just enjoy it. Because computers do a shitload more than consoles do. That's why I use one. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is like these consoles are going to be insane. Like I'm really confident that they're going to be crazy. Because Phil Spencer uh, keeps talking about how he he really wants to share more. But the most he could share is that he is like he he has said that it's hard for him to go back to the Xbox One after using the Series X, which makes me feel like how I feel currently going to play any console ever at like 30, 30 frames. It's like I can feel it and it doesn't feel yeah. good. So I hope that this next gen thing is good. And I think I hope people understand that this is all new technology for the first time pc architecture being done in that way for a console so the first iteration will be this price but as technology gets better and things get smaller and cheaper to make different story and i think that's i think that's the nature of consoles like i think it's a great thing that it's going to be more expensive because you're getting a premium product you pay 800 dollars for your smartphone like yeah, exactly. You're paying twelve, fifteen hundred dollars now in Australia for the brand new iPhone. Like, if you, yeah. I don't think, I don't, I think, I think it's a priority thing. But anyway, that's a bit too dramatic. I think. Um, no, 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 that's good. Mm. Um, the yeah, ba- basically, basically, don't be surprised if games can't be um, 
like downgraded to I think it's a good thing. This generation. Not going to lie to yeah, you. Yeah, I think it's a good thing um, as well. I'd rather I'd rather have better like more actually no de- them them downgrading games for previous consoles won't harm the current or the next gen. No. But um yeah, I was, I was yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's a good thing as well. It, it, it pushes pushes more people to buy the new console. Um and yeah, that that's basically it. I mean, it's more more people the new console the better. <clears throat> um, it makes me think of computer hardware because if you if your graphics card is too old, it won't support certain titles because there are titles that have been developed yeah. for a certain uh, for a certain uh, DirectX, right? So for those of you who have never like played PC and you don't know what DirectX is, it's um like the it's like a three D modeling thing, isn't it? Um for video games. DirectX, yeah. It's like a rendering thing. Um, so it's like DirectX yeah. 9, DirectX 11, and DirectX 12. Um, was it DirectX 10? That was DirectX 10. Um, so 9's old as shit, obviously. Like, you know, mid-2000s games, and then 10 and 11. 11's been staple for a long time, and 12's come out in the last few years. But there are a lot of games that are so new that if you have a graphics card that's only DirectX 9, you're not going to be able to run it because the drivers won't even support it. So this, this sort of thing... Is it? Is this is like this is. This exists everywhere. I think this is just going to be a shock to people because they've never experienced it before. Um, so exactly as Sam said, just don't be surprised. Yeah, like I mean, it, it happened before, as um, Lyman said. Lyman said earlier, like back in the well, what's considered now retro consoles, they didn't have um, net next gen games going back to no, current gen exactly um i think i think that that was just the trend that happened with xbox 360 yeah. and ps3 because that was that, that's that's the only time it happened i think that would have been the last significant next gen get jump ps2 to ps3 and like a classic yeah. xbox to 360 i think that would have been um or and in prior to that you know snes to playstation one you know you know the big sort of game changing periods of consoles um yeah but i don't know i lost what i was talking about what were we talking about <laughs> i'm sorry man. the story's done yeah i know it's a, covered i know we, we were just dragging it out we'll just kept talking about it but yeah what you got i got that's it Oh shit! I thought you no. Well, we're an hour in. It's pretty good time. Oh, it's, I think that was. I think that was beautiful. And as Sam and I just proved to everyone listening, greatest podcast ever. Greatest podcast ever. ever. Literally, you can listen to us anywhere, and it will be. It's great for your grandma. Ever. It's great for your uh, drill sergeant. Um, your dad would love it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, HR department. HR would love it. Your boss definitely would. Who else would love it? I don't know. But if you know someone who's going to love it, yeah. send them the NerdSip podcast, Twitter page, the Instagram, the Facebook. Send us an email at nerdsip at g- <laughs> gmail.com. That was a weird... Wow, that was a sound. <laughs> Holy fuck. I- <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I had no plan to make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went to I went to cut cough on something and then I didn't want to cough so I tried clearing my throat instead and all I did was go eh. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We okay. So this is something to sound the podcast. Um, we've started doing episode highlights, um, and the video version, which we did say on the last podcast. But you can find them all over on our YouTube. We're starting to put a lot of effort into that. So, um, if you guys can go over there, watch. I don't know. Check it out. Share some friends if you like. Oh wait, this is perfect. If if you want to show your friends this podcast, show them a highlight or something, mm. or or if or if 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 you're like oh, the the podcast, the full podcast is a bit much, can't catch everything. You can go over to the YouTube and just look at the highlights. Um, and it, yeah, like so, so you can get like specified articles that's it. that we talk about. If you just want the um, that that's sorry, yeah, man. If you just want the the singular story, you can jump over there. If you just That's want the it. goss, it's there in five and ten minute intervals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And you can, yeah, it's perfect for that. You can laugh at Sam's creative genius behind the thumbnails. <laughs> yeah. I, I clickbait the fuck out of them. So. They're so good, man. I, I I would click on them. It's funny. I have clicked on it's them. It's comedic. It's, they're beautifully done. But thank you for listening. This has been the Nerdset Podcast, episode 29, is it? 29 29 29 episodes and you're still here thank you for listening thank you so much uh we'll catch you guys next monday peace bye